0: If you have your Bibles with you, uh, please open to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be reading verses 17 through 24 today. Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they given themselves over to sensuality, as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed." That, however, is not the way of life that you have learned when you heard about in Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. May God bless this reading of his word today. One of the, uh, the challenges of raising small kids is the importance of teaching them to put on new clothes every day. It's not something that comes naturally to kids. Most kids, if left to their own devices, will be more than content to wear the same disgusting outfit every single day, and maybe some of them still are. So we at home really impress upon our kids to teach them you need to put on new clothes every day. And Joy and I thought, we're doing pretty good. We're doing a really good job on this. We see new outfits on them every day. But then we caught one of our boys. I'm not going to name which one. The guilty party will not be fully exposed today. But one of our boys we caught with wearing three pairs of underwear three layers one on top of the other on top of the other and it took us just a few seconds to realize what had happened you see he was obeying us he was putting on the new every day he just didn't want to take off the old and I was thinking of that reading this passage today because that's really what happens to a lot of Christians see we're obeying on the surface the law the instruction to put on Christ but we're putting it on over our old sinful self. We don't really want to take off that disgusting layer there. And that's why Paul, as a mindful parent, as a good pastor, is reminding us that we not only need to put on the new, but we need to take off the old before we put on the new. Speaking of clothes, have you ever worn something that you thought you looked really good in, it was comfortable, it's a good outfit, made you feel good for wearing? Until somebody pointed out to you that you had a hole in it, or there was a big stain that you didn't see, or it was proof that you were born colorblind. One of those that happens, and you, you realize that that outfit you had is suddenly no longer desirable to wear, it's a fashion failure. I'll never forget Christmas Eve about 10 years ago when I wore a burgundy turtleneck to a Christmas Eve service. And I wore, I thought it looked really classy. I thought it I was Christmassy. I don't really pull off turtlenecks very well, but I thought that day I was, pretty, I was doing good. So I was greeting people as part of the service. until one of their church members came up to me and said, Justin, who's SF? And they pointed right at the initials that were on my turtleneck collar. You see, up to that point in my life, I had never heard of people embroidering their initials onto clothes. And since I buy at the Salvation Army, and goodwill more often than not, I guess I inherited a shirt with somebody else's initials. And once that was pointed out to me, I felt incredibly foolish for the rest of the evening. And I couldn't wait to get home and throw that shirt right into the trash. I needed to have somebody who loved me point out that what I was wearing was really kind of a bit of a fashion failure. Starting in verse 17, Paul takes up the duty of telling that the church itself is in danger of wear- becoming a fashion failure. He looks at the wardrobe of some of them are wearing, he says, Th- those, that's no longer desirable. That's disgusting. That's smelly. That's dirty. That's filthy. You need to be taking it out. And he's calling it out. He witnesses people making excuses for their outfits and watches them sneak it right back into their closet so that they could take it out on another day. He wants the church, he wants us to clearly see that what we are tempted to wear. He says, let's really take a look at this outfit. This this outfit that you really want to wear, this this outfit that you've worn your whole life. And check out the description of our old wardrobe that he writes here. He says, first, it's full of hardness. It hardens your heart against God. In fact, it actively suppresses the truth of God. That's the first part of your outfit. Second, he says that that outfit puts us into spiritual darkness that it blinds us to the spiritual reality. It makes us unaware of the danger that we're in. And in fact, it goes beyond that and it deadens us to sin. It opens the door to all kinds of evil thoughts and activities. And then finally, it goes beyond that to a kind of reckless state where we're pursuing sensuality and whatever makes us happy, whatever pleases us, makes us completely self-centered, even if it is, in the end, self-destructive. And Paul says, that's the outfit you wore. That's the outfit you said, oh, that's such a comfortable outfit. And reading this description of our fashion failure, can you begin to comprehend how hardened, deadened, blinded, reckless people can't come to Christ on their own? In that state, when you're in that complete state of sin, there's no way that you can just spontaneously develop faith. You don't do that it takes christ to break through and to draw you to himself but this picture right here is a stark somber picture of people who are completely and utterly lost let me ask you because we're all trying to be honest here when you read verses 17 through 19 does it offend you do you read those words and you go oh man, paul you're you're going a little bit too far you're, you're over-exaggerating, it really isn't that bad, then maybe we're just clinging a little too hard to the rags that we've gotten too comfortable in wearing. Maybe we are justifying wearing them, even with the stains and the holes and the other people's initials on the collar. Maybe you have that one sin in your life that you justify doing because it's not that bad and you're doing pretty good everywhere else. Brothers and sisters, we can be part of Team World or we can be part of Team Christ, but we can't have both. We can't do both. Paul's speaking truth to us in love here because he really wants to open our eyes to what this outfit's like, what the outfit of our old self that we were so comfortable in wearing and we're still tempted to this day to take out of the closet and put back on for old time's sake. We need to see it as the repulsive garments that it is. Of course, if you've ever tried to make a big life decision, a big change, all by yourself, you decide, one day, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to just stop sinning, tell me how that works out for you, because it never works out very well for me. To make a big life change, all one day, usually is setting yourself up for a great failure one day you decide well today is the day I'm going to be perfect on my diet that's the day you're going to go off the deep end and eat half a quart of ice cream it's just going to be a bad day so there are two important things that we need to know as Christians and the first is that when we become a Christian we our sins are forgiven and our old self our sinful old self is dealt a death blow But, and this is important, that old self is not yet dead. It's on its way down, it's on its way out, it's going to die, but it's not yet dead. And there's still a link between the old self and the Christian that exists until you are brought home in glory. And because there's that link, it's always pulling you, always tempting you back into your old ways, back into sin. Even as you are sinned or I'm sorry, even as you are saved, even as you are redeemed, you still have that link. But the second thing to understand about being a Christian is that God knows that that link is still active. He knows how hard it is for you. He knows that it's always pulling you. And so he's giving you assistance. He not only gives you the Holy Spirit in your life to come in and transform you from the inside out, but he gives you a second dose of assistance in the form of Jesus. He says Jesus is going to be here to give you education. Just as how parents teach kids how to properly dress themselves, hopefully better than I ever did with my kids, just like how parents teach kids how to dress themselves, God teaches us how to dress our souls. Reread verses 20 through 22. If you still have your Bibles open, this is pretty important. Look for some key words here. That, however, is not the way of life that you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Paul tells us that God has graciously revealed, He's shown us why we need to cast off our old selves. We we don't just need to be told that, we need to be shown it. We need to be taught it so that this link between us and our old self gets weaker every day. And to help us do that, Jesus becomes the school, He becomes the instructor, and He becomes the subject. He's doing all that in concert so that we can have this transformation process, that we can become renewed, we can become transformed into something that's more pleasing, going from the old to the new. It's like when you look at dates in history. All, All of history, the way we put it on our calendar, is divided into two eras. We have BC, which is before Christ, and then we have AD, which is Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. Jesus Christ was the literal central point in history, before and after. And in our lives, it's the same too. We all have a period in our lives that has B.C., before Christ. But for those of us who are saved, we are A.D. We are in the year of our Lord, in Christ. And a big part of being in Christ is having the Son help us unlearn old habits and establishing new and better ones. Only by becoming infused with Christ's teaching in His presence can we be pried out of those stiff and dirty clothes. I don't know if you've ever had an outfit that was so filthy, so disgusting, that you probably could stand it up by itself. But I picture that when I'm reading this passage, that that's the kind of outfit we're like literally peeling off our body because it is so gross and disgusting and washing ourselves and getting ready for something new. But here's the thing. Because we have that link between ourselves right now and our old self, every day when we wake up, we have to make a commitment to taking off the old. It's not something that's just done once. It's not something we do go, well. we're saved, we successfully put off our old forever. Our old self keeps creeping back into our wardrobe. So every day when we wake up, we go, today, Lord, I want to repent of my sins. Today, I need the Spirit to come into my life and renew me from the inside out. And today, Lord Jesus, teach me, open my eyes to make me sensitive to the smell of my old clothes to the smell of my own sin so that I'm repulsed by it rather than attracted to it help teach me Lord to put on the right things so don't get lazy and ignore that task of course the problem is here when you take off your old self it, of, of who you used to be it leaves you stark naked and in search of an identity so fortunately, in verses 23 and 24, Paul is delighted to tell us that as Christians, we slip into brand new divine garments that are hand-tailored by God. We're given a new self that isn't weighed down by our selfishness, by our, by our wickedness, by our rebellion, but rather, we're putting on the image of God, the image of Christ. There's nothing quite like putting on a brand new outfit to make you feel amazing. I remember the first day of school. I always loved the first day of school. Not so much all the other days of school. But the first day of school was great because that was the day you got to put on those new clothes that your mom or your dad bought for you. And you, you walked into school thinking, man, I, I feel like a million bucks. I've got these brand new clothes. I look amazing. And it's just, that's the feeling we're chasing. That when you put on that new outfit, it makes you feel good. And it makes other people around you respond favorably to you. Because they're looking at who you are now. It's also a part why maybe we wear our best clothes to church. It's a good physical reminder that we're putting on the new life of Christ. And just like how we need to take off our old self daily, we need to put on our new self, our new identity. We need to put on Christ every single day. Paul likes to use the word renewing in his gospels or in his epistles. He uses it here, he uses it many other places, like in Romans when he says, Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's this idea of of getting new clothes every day, putting on the new. It's that refreshing, wonderful feeling. So how do we do that? How do we practically... I mean, I go home, I'm not going to have some some garment hanging up in my my wardrobe. How do I practically put on the new clothes of Christ every day? The most important thing we should do first is to read and study God's Word. To receive that instruction of Christ. He's trying to teach you, but if you're not going to open up your lesson book... You're not going to learn. You're not going to start understanding what the clothes are. We ask the Spirit to renew and rebuild us, to make us fresh. We think the thoughts of Christ. We put on and work on the fruits of the Spirit. So that every time we take off anger and we put on love, we're wearing a new outfit. Every time we take off lust and we put on purity, we're transforming into a new wardrobe. When we stop with lies, we start with the truth. When we stop slandering people and we start uplifting them, you see how it is? You're starting to put on those new clothes in Christ. You're starting to look more like Him every single day. It makes us pleasing to God. It makes us pleasing to people around us that they look at us and they go, something's different about you. What is it? And you go, it's my clothes. I am dressed with Christ. Pastor Tony Morita once spoke of when he and his wife went to the Ukraine and they adopted four girls at the same time. There were four siblings, four girls, who were in in an orphanage. And they went there and he said it was a grueling process. It was 35 days where they had to go through all the forms. And during those 35 days of just negotiating all the bureaucracy, all the paperwork, they kept going to the orphanage to visit with the girls to get them used to their, their upcoming adopted parents. And they said that they noticed every single day when they went to the orphanage, the girls were wearing the same outfit. And it wasn't because they were left up to their own devices, nobody had taught them, it's just that's all they had. They had that one outfit, and it was crusty, and it was stained with all their food and all their droppings, and it was just, it was a disgusting outfit, but they they were excited about it. And when, at the end of the 35 days, the adoption finally went through, the very first thing Tony and his wife did was to take the girls to the store and buy them each brand new clothes brand new outfits and the girls kind of held it in their hand like it was some some sort of precious treasure that they'd never gotten before and Tony said girls we're going home he said I always remember one of one of my new daughters spoke up and she said forever and he said yes forever and the girls were so excited they put on the new clothes they gave their old clothes back to the orphanage they didn't even look back they grabbed their new mom and new dad's hands and they walked away with them to a new life, a new home, and a new identity. The story of that is not just of four little girls. That's the story of every Christian taking off our old self, being given fresh, beautiful new garments that are clothed in the glory of Christ and the purity of Him. So that no longer we're clothed in our sins, but we're clothed in His victory and His righteousness. And we're shown a better way. Every day, we take off the old. We put on the new. And it is work. It is hard. Some days we wake up and we go, it's so much more comfortable just to wear those old clothes, just to slip back into the old patterns, just maybe to, to sniff around how that sin used to be. But with God at our side, we can start to desire those old clothes less and less. And more and more take steps toward the day when we'll no longer be tempted. Because we'll be in glory. We will be clothed forever. We'll be in His presence. And we'll never fall back to wearing those old, disgusting clothes ever again. Take off the old. Put on the new. I can't wait for the day that our dazzling identity will be permanent. But until then, we can sample it every single day. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, hard words from Paul here, Lord. Words that make us take a a long, difficult look at our lives. And each one of us can easily, maybe quietly, just between you and us, but we know the sins that are still there. We know our patterns. We know, though, the ways that we step, slip back into failing you and failing ourselves. Lord, maybe it's an angry word. Maybe it's a late-night computer search that we shouldn't be doing. Maybe it's the things that we're taking that don't belong to us. Maybe it's the unkind thoughts that we're thinking about other people. Lord, we no longer want to wear these clothes. Please help us to see how disgusting they are to you how repellent they are to your beauty and your holiness. And Lord, how they don't help us in the least. Instead, Lord, renew in our hearts a desire to wear you, to put you on, to open the Bible and to drink your word, to delight in the things that delight you. Lord, I pray that that would be our lives, not just now, but forevermore. In your name, amen.